truly a great rock and roll band. I'm one of the most respected and successful bands in the world. American Rock Institution. And I can't tell you how happy we are to have them here tonight. Their acclaimed new album is called No Code Yield by Norrell. Entitled Riot Act, their new eponymous album. Backspacer. The number one album in the country right now. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Appearing now, sponsor free. Right here, please welcome Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Good Lord, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is fabuloso. What's that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live on Four Legs podcast, Late Night Series. And this is a brand new series that focuses on Pearl Jam's late night performances on stuff like Saturday Night Live, the David Letterman Show, and today, the VMAs. And this is a very important one that we're doing today. So you're listening to this on the regular platform where you usually listen to our podcast, but this series will be on Patreon moving forward. This is a little preview for you guys for what we're going to be doing on Patreon. So we're going to kind of, the same way for, for those that do listen on Patreon, the same way that we did the Bridge School series. We're going to go linear here. We're going to go in order. So what we did, and this is technically episode number two because episode number one is over on Patreon. We gave Patreon episode number one basically because we didn't want to post SNL songs. We didn't want that to go on a big platform, but that's, that's, we'll bring the hammer down on you. Yeah. Don't, don't want to get involved in that, but MTV. Yeah. We'll, we'll fuck with Viacom. Uh, but yes, uh, this is going to become a full-time series now, hopefully around like a, a, a bi-weekly if we can, cause they're short things. It's usually one or two songs that we'll be focusing on. And today it's only one, but it's a big one. It's Jeremy, the video music awards, 1992. I would like to introduce myself, uh, as your host today, Randy Sobel, my co-host over there. He's got the hair like Paul Schaefer. He might as right. well be him. That's John Farrar. Hello. Hey, let's get going here. Let's, uh, let's get our late night series. So, Live on Four Legs After Dark. Live on Four Legs After Dark, even if you're listening to it in, in the afternoon. <laughs> turn the lights off because it's getting it's getting somewhere. It's getting somewhere scary. Let's take you back take you back to a time when MTV mattered. Yeah, where the real world was probably in its first or second season, where road rules was probably not a thing yet, because I think real world was was first. Beavis and Butthead was probably not a thing. But oh, music yeah, videos yeah. and Headbangers Ball and 120 Minutes and Unplugged, these were staples of MTV, and this would made MTV special to this generation, Generation X that was just intaking everything. Yeah, and didn't like, they, didn't they just have the VMAs again recently, and it was just a cesspool of nothing? The VMAs are always that, and I don't. You can't. I go on this tirade every year and I feel like it's just talking to a brick wall because nobody understands anymore, but you can't have a video music award show. You don't show any fucking video music. If you don't yeah. show any music videos, yeah, you can't, a, you, you can't do point. that. So yeah, I, I get pissed off anytime it happens. And I get that people can watch music videos on YouTube. I don't know when the last time I watched. Oh, a, I do. A, I'll yeah, raise my hand. I'm well, a sucker. 
I, for for new music videos or old music videos? Either one. Okay, because I don't I don't go out and seek new music videos from bands unless it's unless it's this band because obviously I want to be yeah. tapped in on whatever they're doing. But I if if I get nostalgic for just you know the uh, Karma Police, I always love the Karma Police music video. If I get sure. nostalgic for that, yeah. I'll, I'll go back to that one. That one's, that one's one of my favorites. Yeah, Radiohead just, just put out a new video a couple weeks ago. Radiohead's one of those. I'll I'll yeah. watch all their music videos. I think they do a fantastic job. Uh, and, and you know, there are some other bands that made their career making music videos. One band that did not was Pearl Jam. Yeah. We're here at, cause you know, VMAs fall 1992, Jeremy videos out, obviously huge song, bigger than, bigger than alive, bigger than even flow. And we got to talk about this too, before we get into the performances, this is maybe the first time of many that that we're going to come across where they ended up, they wanted to play a different song than they ended up playing. Yeah. So a discussion that we came up with in uh, the, the, the first SNL, which is SNL 92 that that's over on our Patreon. And for those of you that, that are into this, I'll just throw it out there. Now I'll throw it in at the end of the episode, patreon.com slash live on four legs to go join and donate to the show to get access to all the stuff that's going to come in the future. But we mentioned over there, why didn't they do Alive and Evenflow, which were the two songs that were out? Why did they do Alive and Porch? And I had mentioned because then for the radio fan or the music video fan, they now know three songs of Pearl Jam's without having to pick up 10. And I think in this aspect, and I think Saturday Night Live is definitely more like relaxed and hey you know you guys are the artist and the artists need to do their thing and express yourselves however you feel fit that's how that's always how it's been and and look there's been some saturday night live is, has had its miscues in in the past with that sort of thing but um with this with how major mtv is at the time and how they need to keep the machine going there and keep promoting that music video. That's all they care. Cause that's all any, any of the fans cared about. Everybody is tuning in to see Pearl jam because Jeremy is the hottest thing on the planet. Nobody is tuning in to see Pearl jam to play a dead boy song. That's yeah, they, just common they wanted sense. To play, they wanted to play Sonic producer. And you got to think about it from a, from a rating standpoint too. They're watching these ratings and like, if Pearl Jam plays, if Pearl Jam comes out and starts playing Sonic Producer, how many uh, how many casual fans are going to be like, I don't know this song, change it, right? Like people are going to stop watching from from their point of view. You know, we wouldn't do that because we're the super fans. Like, fuck yeah, play Sonic Producer, I'm into it. That's <laughs> as soon as I heard that, that was my favorite thing they'd done. It's interesting because they would give in sometimes, and then they wouldn't give in sometimes, and and this time they did give in. So we're we're here. This is we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit more later on in this series. I think. I'm going to throw this hot take out here now. I was going to wait for later, but I think it needs to be thrown out here now in case. In case, this was the day. This was the day that they decided we're not a music video band. We're not making music videos anymore because hmm. of this okay. instance. Okay. And I don't have, this is just speculation. This is just speculation. And the way that you watch the band and the way that their performance goes, especially Ed, the way that you're watching Ed, he, uh, 
he looks like he does not want to be there that like everything that that that's going on he's he, that all of his shrieking at the end is 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 pent up frustration and anger that he couldn't do what he wanted to do as an artist and i think from that point on he said all right well if you if you didn't want us to do what we want then you're not getting anything from us so fuck you and i think mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit of that, but I think that, of course, the real reason would be that they didn't want people to, because Jeremy and 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 the music video for Jeremy has just it, and depictions and and the the visuals in it, they didn't want the visuals of a music video to tell the story because they're yeah. they're thinking of the mindset of you know the Who and Neil Young yeah. and the way that they saw those bands. It was uh. The story is that it was Mark Eitzel from American Music Club who told him, he was like, guys, like that video ruined the song for me. Like you totally ruined it. Mm. And that and that was someone that they like, they talk about American Music Club a lot and like played with them. And that's not a well-known band, but I think they they respected his opinion. It was like, oh, here's a guy that like is, is one of our people that we look up to, one of the bands that we kind of want to emulate. Mm-hmm. And he's saying like, you know, you're getting you're getting it from one end, like oh that video is amazing. It's it's the number one played video on MTV for this year, and it won all these awards. And then they other these other people that they respect are like, dude, that that ruined the song for me. So yeah, I think it was this is a tipping point for sure. So without further ado, I would like to welcome to the stage a little band that you might have heard of before. They have a music video that's uh, been playing for the last thirty years or so, and you've probably seen Lucky it. little five piece from Seattle thousands and thousands of times probably in this year that they played it probably around that this time that they played it so here's playing their hit and maybe most popular song amongst the casual fans pearl jam with jeremy Oh, uh-huh. 
Okay. There's a, in that four to five minute performance, there's a lot to digest. So. Yeah. And again, we, we talked in the, the SNL one about, it was kind of Ed's coming out party and it's, Mm -hmm. it's him declaring, like declaring that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And he's going to be a star Uh, for better or for worse. That might not be what he intended, but he's charismatic. He's intense. People had seen the Jeremy video. They know the face that he makes yep. and he makes the face. And this is, this is all about it right here. This is, it's all geared to, to make him a star. Yes. However, what the SNL performance has that this doesn't is charm. Yep. The yep. SNL performance has charm. Ed this makes, one has the intensity. Yes. This is full intensity. Ed makes no, attempt at a connection with either the camera or the audience like he did at Saturday Night Live. And Saturday Night Live did a much better job of pushing different camera angles and getting getting Stone for a couple minutes, getting getting Mike and and Jeff jamming together a little bit. Get and and really the two camera shots that they kept going back to was the Eddie close up mm-hmm. and then then the Dave cam in the back and they kept going to Dave and and they almost never showed Mike Jeffers Stone. The the one time that they showed Stone, that's going to come up in in Ooh, in, in, in yeah, a minute or so. Yeah. But that's very important. That's a very important moment. So I think that if you're a teenager, if you're the age that you were at the time, which was what 13, 14? Right. right. I think that this is like this is your guiding light. This is your spirit animal right oh, yeah. here. Huge. Huge. And this is exactly how you feel. His rage, his intensity is what you wish that you could express in recess. But somehow Ed is allowing you to express it through him. And, you know, it feels like Ed has something to rebel against because like we, like we said, he didn't get what he wanted from this. He, as an artist, he felt like he was being denied. And for that sake, it felt like all that pent up frustration and anger went into all the the daddy didn't give attention. Oh yeah, he's and he's shrieking yeah. and really just there was no joy from this performance. It was all based on bitter anger. Yeah, they you can you can almost like hear the conversation before they went on, like, all right. Well, fuck it. Let's just go murder the song and get it mm-hmm. over with. And yeah, they there is it's it's balls to the wall 100% from the beginning. Yeah, and you can even tell from the other members of the band like Dave Dave is his usual self and Dave mm-hmm. is always Dave well, is Dave. this is yeah. this is Dave's spotlight. Dave yeah. loves the the attention, the big shows. I, I think there was a, a an award show in 1992 or 1993 that only Dave showed up to. And he accepted uh, some award. I don't know. It was, it was like a billboard award or something like that. Oh, right, right. Something meaningless. And Dave was the only one that showed up. Dave loves this shit. The rest of the band, not so much. Unlike SNL with Jeff, where he's just a maniac, just bouncing all over the place. He's pretty, he's pretty set in his spot. He's pretty set in his spot. Mike, Mike is, is dead set in his spot. Stone. Stone, Stone's interesting at this time. Stone doesn't have a long hair anymore, which he was, he was the first one to, yeah, to, yeah. he said, 
Yeah. Nope. Fashion, fashion forward trendsetter. Right. And hey, we we all we all know we we all know with with uh, the paper dolls and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that that is who Stone is. But uh, there's one moment that Stone has, and mm-hmm. he's lucky to have this moment. And I think it was a complete purposeful, happy accident that this all happened. Cause the reason why we get stone shot where he's running around in a circle, he's just doing these circles. He's almost like, like skipping. He's almost skipping during this. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why they go to that shot is because the shot before that is Ed putting his fingers like a gun to his head and coming so severely close to the mouth that somebody in that control room is like, nope, nope, yep, get off of they, him. They cut it out of the video. Yep, they cut it out of the video. They're like, yep. nope, do not show that. And yep. right when they cut the stone and they cut back to Ed, you can see Ed's hands right next to his mouth. And it, like kind of almost like he, he's, he's singing almost with his fingers in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And we never get that visual because... At 1992, they probably can't do that visual in 2021 either. That's that's a that is a rough that isn't that is a no can do. Some producer in a in a truck was watching that like nope, cut it right. Camera three, right. yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And they were smart. They were smart to do that, but it, it was a happy accident that that happened. Oh yeah, Stone's going Stone's going nuts. He's just like you said. He's just circling like like he's wearing a. A, a tread into the stage like oh it's and he's literally looks like he's bouncing like on a trampoline it's amazing yet how many times do you think they cut the stone before that yeah that maybe that's, maybe that's, one yeah one or two yeah. seconds worth not much yeah. yeah but you know uh look I, I, other stray pieces to the song, but before we really kind of get into how the intensity brought out the best out of this, uh, the the guitars in the beginning where it, you kind of have that little wah wah sound that that's kind of more that sounds more like the recorded music video version than it did the live version, especially maybe the live version now, but. I think even the live version back then, I don't think you were hearing that like little wah wah yeah. coming out of uh, coming out of Stone's guitar. Could have been on purpose, possibly. Yeah. Possibly, like, hey, what 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 you hear yeah. on on TV is is what you're going to get in this in this instance. But who, who who knows? And think about it too. Like we talked about it with Saturday Night Live. That was back in April, and mm-hmm. this is what like September or October. Yeah, uh, September. Like five six months later, they're already so much more jaded than they looked on Saturday Night Live. Like <laughs> they just look road weary and like they, done with it. Like Saturday Night Live was like the eager young kids. This is like the the almost the exact opposite of that. Not six months later, and they they'd been through a lot in that six months. Like that things had changed, and they were already ready to move on. Like after this, they start going into just start doing versus recording versus stuff like. They want to start getting on new songs. They want to get after it. And this era is pretty much over after this. And and you have to think of what happened before that. Like, like you mentioned the six months and yeah. the, the, the not too distant past in this is that this happened, I believe right after Lollapalooza ended or mm-hmm. right before, 
the ending, the the last three Irvine shows, either right before or right after, because it was kind right. of right. A, a a pretty uh, you know a, a good happy coincidence that that both seemed to intersect at this time, and uh, that that they they were able to play it and not in you know Wisconsin or something like that. But oh no, that was done on purpose. They they had this booked and then probably booked that tour around it. Probably, yeah. But yeah. I mean, Lollapalooza is so big anyway. But yeah. uh, you know, it, it, they played how many dates on Lollapalooza? It was every day. It was every day from June through oh, yeah. early September. Yeah. And look, that's that. It's a grueling tour. They had a lot of fun on that tour. There's a lot of stories to tell on that tour. But it felt like they. And Lollapalooza and Perry Farrell did such a great job at this, letting the artists just be themselves and not give a fuck and like make sure that there were side stages. If the artists wanted to go do shit on side stages, they could do shit on side stages. They could do shit like with, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Who's the guy that was like the, the MC? Yeah, Jim Rose. Do yeah, things it's very with artist friendly. And, it's artist friendly. And right. To go f- and transition from one to the other just com- two completely different worlds. One of the other things that I just br- briefly want to mention for anybody that, that listened to the SNL episode or is about to listen to the SNL episode that's over on Patreon. Um, the part in porch where he censors the word fuck, where you can still clearly he- know what he's saying instead of like him covering his mouth or him looking off camera or something does the same exact thing here when he's saying just a harmless little fuck. Oh, we, oh, we got to talk about the he sneaks a little bit of Sonic Reducer in at the that's, end. That's that's yes, I, that that that's kind of the ending part that I want to yeah. talk about here is just all the intensity because yeah. that's really the performance. That's a big part of the performance. It's it's just everything that leads up to him at the end just basically collapsing on the drum riser, and it, you know, it, what this seems like some kind of out of body experience for him, and I don't think even on a Pearl Jam stage, he's ever felt this or seemed this kind of intense during Jeremy. And I haven't seen it a lot. No. And I don't know if it's just all things coming together of like, Hey, this is what you want the opinion of me to be. This is what you want the vision of me to be on MTV in front of all these people. I'm going to give you something that maybe you don't fucking want. I'm going to give you something that you're going to be scared of. Not the Eddie Vedder that is, you know, the supposed to be the darling of the, the grunge scene. He, Eddie's supposed to be the baby face while Kurt's the, um, uh, basically the, 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 the captain, the hero of all this. And, and Chris Cornell and, and Jerry Cantrell are kind of almost in the back a little bit. And they're kind of like the side characters. Eddie is the heartthrob. And, Eddie shows that he can change characters and not be who everybody thinks that he is in this moment. Yeah. There's maybe something to that. He was trying to shed that image a little bit, but yeah, it's just, I think it's just all that stuff just boiled over and he just kind of lost it. Yeah. Then at, at the end, you're, you're right. Uh, look, all that intensity just boils up and shrieking. And, and that's the point where you can't take the, the camera off that at all. Like you just keep, keep him on close up, keep him on camera one. He's just, he's making good television, no matter what it is, whether he's a heartthrob, whether he's like a, an intense psychopath, like he's coming off at this moment. Um, 
it's good TV and it's going to make MTV a lot of money when whenever Pearl Jam is on TV. It's going to advertising dollars are going to come through. People are going to want to see more Pearl Jam. So all that just kind of ends with, you know, basically just complete explosion and just out of out of gas at the end and finds a little bit of his energy to grab the mic and say, I don't need no mom and dad. And he sings it like he would sing the Jeremy lyrics, which is just great. That little small touch to it was just the one extra fuck you to the big suits. Cause like how many people knew that that was even Sonic producer tag at the time? Not very, very few. Yeah. Very few. Maybe not even the Pearl Jam people because it would, Sonic Reducer would become a B side. Yeah, they had just they had just recorded it probably that week for the Christmas single. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's probably not even in anybody's uh, that's not on every anybody's radar at the time. Yeah, yeah. But looking back on it now, that. You know, if we're doing evolution on Sonic Reducer, that's a huge facet of what makes that important. Hey, look, and we could do a cover. uh, uh, We could do a cover song evolution whenever we'd like. uh, And that would be one that's very high on my list as well. But this is a big talking point, a big story from all this. So, yeah, the the first time they played it was September 8th in Phoenix. So they just started playing it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my birthday. I, I love yeah. picking birthday songs, and and that's that's a cool one to get a debut of on your birthday. I, I always I've always wanted to make a birthday album of songs that uh, and shows that were on my birthday. They did one in Winnipeg. That's that's very good. They opened the show with Better Man. It's very very good show. A lot of rare stuff like yeah. Lost Dog kind of stuff. Sonic Reducer was the opener of that show. I would make it the opener. Cover. Yeah, I think I would I would make it the opener of uh yeah. of my birth of my birthday show. And then they did it all three shows in Irvine. Yeah, and that was the beginning. So lastly on this top five Jeremy's of all time. I think it's pretty obvious. Ooh. Is this the best Jeremy of all time? Uh and if it's not, what is? I don't know. It's, I'll say it's in the, I'll say it's in the top 10. Top 10, but you can't, you can't give the top five declaration there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to, that, cause there, there are a lot, a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, immediately coming to mind, the Metro one to me is mm-hmm. a really important one and very good and probably in my top five. Uh, there are some later on. Obviously, you're no Jeremy's, but those are kind of gimmicky and not up there with Jeremy Jeremy's, but there's so many that come in 1992 and 93 that are, are different and they do different things. Like they won't play the first chorus or Ed won't sing the first chorus or it'll do some of the, uh, the talk singing, like the daddy didn't give attention line. Like he'll do that stuff. And it, it sounds different. They try those years, especially they were trying to make this song different because they had enough of it from what MTV wanted out of it. So, yeah, let us know what you think. I might be wrong. It might be everybody out there. They might they might be like, nope, that's the number one. He's wrong. And yeah, I, fair enough. It, I think it is top five. I think it, okay. it, it it's um, oh, without blinking. I think it's top three. 
and you know what we did the 10 didn't we do the 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 uh the 10 list of the best live versions off of 10 i don't know if 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 this made it on let me uh give me 2 seconds i will find that if you go to liveonfourlegs.com which is a cheap plug for our website uh i believe it was brian harwitz did the 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 10 writing where on the the anniversary of 10 we picked the best ver- live versions of each live so- of each song from the record so I would like to see if he had this because I don't remember. Yes, this was Brian's pick okay. for number one. This was it. Cool. And honorable mentions that he says here, uh, stuff from 2006. Check out 626, 14, 429, 16. That is Philadelphia 10. Sure. Uh, sure. 6, 620, uh, 95 is Red Rocks. And no, Jeremy. So, okay, those are other versions that that he thinks, and he's he's a, he's a good person to trust when it comes to this. And uh, he to- he told the story really well. So, uh, oh, hey, this this was the show. Before we end it, this is the show where where Eddie and Kirk dance together. Yep, with Eric Clapton. Yeah. Yeah. So look. And yes, that probably should have been addressed earlier in this episode. But yeah, you get two icons that are two people that are icons now that are becoming the voices of a generation that the media has pitted themselves, pitted against each other. And they haven't, they never really had a lot of interactions with each other, but this was one. And it was just a, a, a nice, sweet moment and one that we didn't think existed until it was brought up in uh in pj20 uh so uh glad glad that we have that clip glad that that clip exists and glad that we know that they at least like had that appreciation for each other because everything that we heard it's it's eddie versus kurt i think we stay away from that theme a lot on the show because it's just overdone yeah yeah it's 25 30 years later and they're both great they're both exactly where they should be in the lore of music let's let it be that so anything to add to that nope agree fully sonic producer producer forever so like you mentioned this is the second episode in our live uh in our late night series and if you want to go and listen to the first one and all of the preceding ones then you want to go over to patreon.com slash live on four legs or download the Patreon app and search for live on four legs and become a patron and listen to this episode. Listen to these episodes. Look, it's only a dollar a month. Or if you decide to pay for the year within the bonus leg, you can pay $10 for the whole entire year. It, it will discount you $2 if you decide to, uh, to pay yearly instead of monthly. And then look, a lot of people, if you, if a lot of people have liked the show and liked what they've gotten out of the donation, wanted to get more. So if that's something that you want to do, you can join the Giga Leg, you can join the Horizon tier, and you get more benefits out of those, including a show that you can request to be covered on the regular Live on Four Legs show in the future. So there you have it. Jeremy at the VMAs, we, uh, a, a fine performance and, uh, 
So thanks everybody for tuning in again. Uh, this is this has been a really already in two episodes a really fun series, and the next one that we'll be doing is probably going to be the Bob Dylan tribute for Masters of War that they did uh, at, at MSG later in 1992. So if you're into that, that'll be coming some somewhere down the pike, and as well as look, we're gonna get to the VMAs uh, in '93, and then we're gonna get to all the Letterman stuff. We're gonna get to the SNL stuff from 1994. It's gonna be all the good stuff trust me if this is stuff that you're into you're gonna want to hang tight hang with us and that's going to be over at patreon but we're done here dave take us home thank you very much for watching tom snyder is next good night everybody there we go